whether you're a suburban athlete or an Olympic champion, you've got to work hard to get results. We've put over 15 years' experience into developing Active Man, combining vitamins, minerals, and proteins. Active Man helps provide you with the nutrients you need to optimize performance and assist recovery. Discover the Active Man range, now available. Active Man, power up. Good afternoon, welcome to this live. This will be featured on the Power Progress podcast and also will be out on YouTube just tomorrow actually, but we're actually doing it Instagram live right now. So I'm waiting for three amazing guest speakers. That is Emma Goodman, that is Daniel Remington, and also Marvin Ambrosia. So I'm gonna slowly allow them to come in nice and gradually. And then obviously from there, we're gonna open with the conversation. And that is all about Instagram versus reality. And obviously we'll see where this conversation goes. So I'm just gonna click on here to see if anyone's requested to come in. So I'm just gonna give you a wave. So that's Daniel coming in first. So let's bring him in. Yeah, so that should slowly come through. Hello. Hello. Hello, Instagram. <laughs> How's things? You good? Hello. Hello. How's things? You all right? I can't hear you. <laughs> oh, can you not hear me? Is that on my end or yours? So let me just see if I can bring anyone else in. There's another request there. So let's accept Emma coming through. And there's also Marvin. So let's bring you all in. And let's... Hello. Hello, everybody. Hi. Hey. I can hear you fine. Yes. Oh. Daniel, can you hear us? Yeah, I just got back from a uh, hospital and I'm now having to walk the dog, so uh, you have to bear with me. No my dog's to eat another dog. So, uh, yeah, I'm here in person. Doing no my best happen. So well, this is reality versus Instagram. You see, if this is, yeah. That's reality right there. <laughs> this is true reality here. It sure is. Well, I'll tell you where we can start because obviously we're all I'm on, the, on myself. So let's start with introducing each of you. And you can introduce yourself. So let's start with Emma Goodman. Um, obviously, talk about on camera what sort of moves you do, who you help, and we take it from there. Oh my goodness, it sounds like it's proper live, isn't it? I love this. Okay, so um, I'm obviously Emma, and I um, run an Insta account that's called Emma G, um, because obviously I'm Emma G Goodman, and that's how we came up with that name. Um, I started off running boot camps locally um, for all ages, shapes and, size, uh, shapes and sizes, she says. And then suddenly, as we all did, or well, me personally, found myself going um, on live on Facebook and Insta during the wonderful um, COVID times. So mm -hmm. my whole kind of concept of what I did do beforehand to what I'm doing now is very, very different. But I do actually love the um the virtual world as well ish but i know yeah. we're going to come on to that later and obviously yeah. i'm delighted to be part of uh, team biosynergy and to have yeah. met the awesome marvs and uh, daniel and you as well so that's that's nice. me 
you know, with your um your tag, I actually thought it was en- I thought it's energy, as in you give so much energy because that's what that I always is. get from you. Uh-huh. It's high energy. So, that but is. actually, yeah, I'm glad you explained that. Yeah, it's quite funny. My kids said, "Oh, it's, you're a bit like Honey G," and I was like, <laughs> "Seriously? No, 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 no." Don't let it's them say that. As in energy, as in energy, and loads of energy. But it just so happens to be my name as well, so it's quite right. handy. Nice. Thanks for that. Thank, thanks for that intro. And Marvin, what about yourself? Um, yeah, uh, my Marvin Ambrosi is um, I created um, a workout program called Fit in Five, um, to which you can see on Sky Television. Um, also, as well, I work as a fitness coach on the Eat Shop Save Show. Um, I help to provide fitness and easy life fitness and measurable and achievable fitness for people. I'd say between the ages of ten upwards to sixty, seventy plus. Um, I don't discriminate on demographic. I just want to get everybody moving and everybody living a lifestyle that is realistic, measurable, and achievable. And that's me. I'm Marvin Ambrosius. Nice. And Daniel, yourself. So I've actually just arrived back in the gym office <laughs> with the dogs. See the signs there. The, time, um, yeah. um, the dogs are going to need a little bit more love, I think. Uh, but I'm really delighted to be here, having just walk, literally walked out of the hospital. So, and also I'm really grateful to have uh, so many great people on this panel, I guess, for want of a better word, particularly as I haven't seen some of you for so long. So, yeah. big hi. So, in terms of who, we, who I am, what we do, so all of you... Um, on the team at least, will hopefully know us for being innovators in the sports and health nutrition space. For those who don't know us, uh, I started the company back in 97, and uh, my goal was to create a range of sports and health nutritional products that would help everybody. And most recently, uh, we've uh, innovated and launched uh, DNA and epigenetic testing to really help people guide them through their fitness and life journey, uh, which we feel there's so much, I mean, I know obviously the topic's going to be live versus Insta. And I think that one of the things that has become apparent, so crazily, I started this business before Google existed, which most people probably watching, they can't even remember pre-Google world. Yeah. Um, so if you wanted to find out something, you had to go to a library or ask somebody who was more intelligent than you. Um, now you go on to Instagram or wherever, type in whatever it is, you're going to be bombarded with information, and unlike with a library where you know the source of that information and the quality of it, or the person that you're speaking to, this is all unknown. So for me, um, what has been kind of scary is how much misinformation there has been around getting healthy and fit. And what we wanted to do with the DNA and epigenetics was kind of demystify all of that and give people the ability um, to make it happen. So a really yeah. opportunity to talk about life versus uh, real life versus insta life so thanks guys brilliant and then i'm nathan onus busy lifestyle coach and i'm really all about trying to get someone who's really busy to just focus on themselves rather than everything else and quite nice little quick nutshell for me and i'm based up in the northeast although i sound southern (laughs) i've lived up (laughs) here for about 15 years (laughs) and i do a balance of in person and online as well in fact these days i actually went back more in person because i missed it that much i don't know about mm. yourselves but i miss i miss that human contact of doing mm. all the apps and all stuff like that 
And I've kind of went more back to doing one-to-one, -one, which I absolutely love, which mm. obviously that's what I got from, um, if you like, being on lockdown. It made me realise the basic stuff and appreciate it a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but while we're here, I think it's a great opportunity to obviously really hound in on obviously the advantages and disadvantages of, we're talking about Instagram versus reality. So where do you think would be best to start from? What do you reckon, Marvin? Um, I think just starting with the um, the misconception of what you, what fitness looks like in body shape, what it looks like in aesthetics, because um, mm. you can look good, but you might not be fit. Yeah. And I think it's the myth between people telling you to do something to look like something when actually they just look like that anyway, but they're not actually doing what you're supposed to do. So yeah. I guess it's demystifying the the training against what you actually can look like instead of doing it, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. And with, with some of this as well, like some of these may look that way, but sometimes they perceive that they don't even look that way. They're just using all these special filters and stuff like that. So I suppose yeah. that could be really hard for someone from the outside looking at these amazing physiques. And yeah. how achievable is it? You know, it's that side of it as well, isn't it? Well, it's really I think... tough, and just as the lady on the team here, um, and I'm not saying you guys aren't worried about your looks and your bodies, because clearly you all look flipping awesome, but you do all work really hard for it. Um, I think from my perspective, especially as a slightly older lady, I won't use the word mature, um, <laughs> but my previous conception of Insta before I came on here was that it was all about um, people kind of showing how great they look, the filters, the, you know, you had the hot bods, you didn't have any real people promoting themselves and what they did. So it kind of seemed unachievable. And I think where my certainly, the main demographic that I kind of work with are, are tend to be mainly women aged 35 to 65, just very generally. And those guys, some of them have real issues with self-esteem, with body confidence, but they're bloody fit. And yeah. you know, and they're strong and they commit and they kind of, I think the, the positive side of what happened with lockdown with someone like me, who they already knew bobbing around and suddenly having to transition to going virtual and live, where they, my crew certainly went, oh my God, I know that's M, that's cool, I can relate to that. I know that she's going to be sweating as much as I can. She knows what I can do, can't do. Um, and I think that's kind of where I'm coming from. It used to look so unachievable. I think there's a slight mm. boundary now, but it oh, does concern quite... me as a, as a female. I mean, you get judged. I mean, I went through hell going virtual with people mm -hmm. that didn't know me, that would that's then sweet. suddenly criticize what I was doing or how I looked. You know, they didn't know my history. You're just taking one snapshot, aren't you? Yeah. So well did, would you say the whole lockdown scenario actually helped the likes of yourself in that um, sense? Yeah, I think, for, for certainly for me, I started mainly on Facebook because that's where my crew were and that's how I used to communicate through to them. So my first, you know, sort of 15 weeks was basically all Facebook lives every single morning because guess what? We had nothing else to do. So everybody was training with me and they loved it. And it was really great. Um, so it has helped me and I've now got two audiences. But yes. I think had I gone live without um, a community behind me already, I would have really struggled. I wouldn't have known mm -hmm. how to kind of present myself other than me. And I think 
I felt safer going with people watching me that already knew me rather than going yeah. out to the big world. Yeah. Um, I mean, Daniel, on, on your point of view with your business, do you, how much do you feel likes of Instagram, for example, is really leveraged by Synergy? Uh, I think it's, it's difficult because I, I think, you know, if you have a look, you know, like I'm going back a bit, you know, in the old days, Instagram, Facebook uh, launch, you've got a lot of organic reach. So if you had followers, um, most of those followers would know, uh, like today, uh, or going live, and they would get an automatic notification of that, and you'd get that kind of engagement. I think, obviously, as the model has changed for, for Facebook, and it's become more of a, a pay-to-play model, mm. um, genuine um, engagement has probably gone down, um, yeah. because of the fact that even your people that are following you, and it might be, you know, 100,000, 10,000, even a million, don't yeah. necessarily get, you don't necessarily appear feed unless you're paying to get involved. Yeah. The other problem that has happened is that because of the, the growth of the influencer, and I think there's a place for that, you know, we see amazing things happen on social. So one of our other team, you know, Ivan, his son had a heart operation and to cut a long story short, um, he posted something about he should be a member of the Avengers. And before you knew it, all the Avengers, Hollywood guys jumped in on it and were sending him love. And it, that's the social. I think where it goes wrong, and also, you know, there's other positive things. That's just one that, you know, I know of personally that's happened. Yeah. Um, I think the problem is people are making a career out of being an influencer without necessarily understanding no, to use the Spider-Man thing, with, with great power comes great responsibility. Mm -hmm. yeah. Sometimes people use their position, um, not intentionally, but unintentionally irresponsible to promote products or services that may not be suitable for an audience, let alone the audience that they're targeting. Mm -hmm. More often than not, if they're professional influencers, they're often going to go to whoever's paying a lot of attention to what it is that they're getting a check for, uh, which is why we've never kind of gone down that route. So I think that there's a good thing in that it's kind of given people accessibility to people like Emma and Marvin and yourself to see what you're doing and you're real people really doing it. And, you know, you've all, well, certainly I know from Marvin and Nathan's point of view, you've gone through massive physical transformations yourself, uh, backwards and forwards, I guess. Um, and I know, Emma, you've got a lot of clients that share their stories. So I know it's genuine and authentic. I think what's scary is when you have people who, you know, maybe for one day of a year, have got a six pack, they take a hundred photos and then they're mm. posting that for the next five years. Yeah. I think that actually that's what they look like all the year round. Mm. And they've some kind of crazy workout or supplement or something that they've promoted on the back of it. And neither of those things are real. Um, and then it, you know, potentially, you know, the worst thing is from a mental health point of view, it sets up an expectation for somebody mm -hmm. that something which is truly unachievable through the promoted and they end up spiraling in a really negative way. So I think if done right, Instagram and other social media platforms can be a real force for good and motivation. And I just think we've just got to be wary and particularly people viewing it need to understand that you need to look beyond the picture to what is really going on behind the scenes. So mm, that's a yeah. bit <laughs> a monologue there. 
Yeah, right. yeah. Um, uh, and when it comes to say the people making it on online, for example, I'm going to go at this angle. I've seen some really top trainers try to make it online and haven't made it. And I've yeah. seen some, let's just say, only just come into the industry trainers and they've made it big. And it's because I feel their background has come from, say, a marketing background and they've at least had a good standpoint how they look physically. And because they're that mindset that they're very good at pushing marketing, they've managed to go further than someone who's very experienced as a personal trainer who just want to, you know, make a difference, but they haven't got the marketing, if you like, expertise or haven't got, and in some ways, they haven't got that desire to want to do it that way. I often find it's a bit unjust that you get someone who's just come out of the packet doing better, who someone's very experienced. And I feel that's sometimes a bit of a downfall with this side of things, you know? Yeah, well, I think social media is probably the only place where you get rewarded as much doing the wrong thing as doing the right thing. <laughs> and it's it's quite funny how you'd see an account that has that's getting all the comments everybody's talking about, but you actually look at what they're posting and it, it's actually terrible. And like you yeah. said, there's someone who's saying all the right things that's not getting any engagement. But then it's the game, like um, Daniel was saying, that we're playing a game now of marketing where you're fighting against somebody who's, paying for promotion you're not paying for promotion the algorithm's pushing you more because you're paying them for the service and i said this years ago and i've had this conversation with daniel i said it's going to become a race again who's going to be paying to be seen right yeah. you've got to look at it like this now when social media first became big there was influencers the blue ticks all these things happened but what it all comes down to in the next five years there's going to be so many people that have millions of followers who are we actually going to listen to? Who, who is going to be the person of profession? It's going to come down to who do we actually like? <laughs> I think yeah. it's going to be who do I actually take to who comes actually listens and talks my language. But yeah. unfortunately, that gets cut through because people then, it gets reinforced by television where they'll then say, let's go find the biggest fitness influencer and speak to them and then they'll go on television. But they're the influencer you were talking about. That's the person that, got the marketing got in there big but they don't have the knowledge and the know-how they don't have the experience and it's quite unbelievable to see somebody online and, and realize they've not even actually taught physically more than two classes like they haven't interacted with people personally or actually been through people's journeys or been through the journey themselves but i think it's important to realize that at some point people can seep through the crap and then they can find what works for them because yeah. I think um, what I found in social media, I I got quite lucky. Um, social media is not my bag. People think that it's not me. I'm like, I like to do things, but my thing was television first. I kind of went there first. So I did it the opposite way around where people you went to the social top media. first, Mark. Yeah, exactly. But it yeah. didn't it didn't come down <laughs> no. to where it filtered to social media because that just wasn't what I was trying to do. I could have done it where now I look back at it and gone, I could have just posted every day, five times a day after that, and it would have done it. But ultimately, what's the audience I'm trying to reach? It's not the mm. people that are living on social media. It's the okay. people that I see in a face-to-face -face basis. So it's kind of looking for the market do you want? Do you want to be internet famous or do you want to actually help people? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, Sorry, it's a really tough lesson though. And I know I, Marv and I've met and I talked to you about it loads and saying, oh my God, you know, I haven't got millions of followers. You know, I'm really small in the mass of the fitness pond. I'm tiny. 
but yeah. you know marv you believed in me hugely but i said but your engagement with the people that you're doing and you're real don't go and chase that because i have to be brutally honest because we are being honest and like it was really daunting because all of a yeah. sudden i was getting all these people saying why haven't you got more followers yet ems why aren't you doing this and then you're comparing yourself to another you know um fitness person that's going live on screen and you're thinking shoot they've got loads i must be doing something wrong Mm. And you, you ha I went through a real journey and it knocked my confidence massively because I did think I need to be chasing the numbers. And then when I suddenly looked and thought, actually, no, this isn't my business. I have to understand that, you know, Insta doesn't make me money. And if I was being brutally honest, it doesn't. Yeah. The thing yeah. that makes me, um, because I am a business, you know, is the engagement with my clients. It's the recommendation. It's, you know, the continual return. It's the results. You know, my three R's are what brings me back down. And I had to kind of stop that whole chasing the numbers, posting every day, doing everything erratically. And let's, let's be really honest it takes bloody time to yeah. do the whole social stuff it's like, oh my god yeah. it's exhausting and i you know and I, I couldn't keep up um so i'm really happy i'm in that balance that you know i would never say i was an influencer at all um it scares me when people are buying for followers and i see what's happened with that situation and i'm like i don't get it i do get it but i don't get it yeah, yeah. I, there, was, um, there was someone's commented jordan shuttlewood said so true it's about personality as well you also need to have multiple platforms to grow your brand so that's someone who's just commented but when you go just to go back about the followers because that's a big factor and um a bit of realization for me i remember back in i think it was beach body when i won beach body which was in 2015 uh daniel was when i first met daniel really wasn't it around 2000 yeah. um, on the beach on the beach. Uh, yeah, that'd be really good. <laughs> uh, I've got loads of these, um, if you like, fitness feeds wanting to share my picture. So anyway, yeah. I, I shared this picture and I've got all these followers come in. And I thought, wow, this is amazing. And I thought, oh, I should be, able to, I should be booming off now. I should get all these people commenting. Got nothing. Mm. And then from there, I started doing more research. And I went, oh, well, you've got these companies who can give you all these engagement things and get more people. So then I started paying these different companies, getting all these followers in and getting all these comments. And then all of a sudden, over the years, it was obviously growing. And then what started happening is, you know, years down the line, I might have had all these followers, but then all of a sudden, I was getting no engagement whatsoever. Mm. So, you know, it, when I reflect back, I'm now, every sort of opportunity I've got, I'm deleting bots of my followers constantly. Yeah. Because, Always. I mean, I don't, I'm not fully educated in this, but apparently how it goes... I haven't got is when you, what you just said. you deleting bots off your yeah, followers. Like yeah, because they're not real people. They're not actually oh, real yeah. people. Yeah. yeah, sorry. So apparently how it works, I mean, you can correct me on this, but if you do a post, it reaches 10 of your followers. And then they've got to do something for it then to reach 10 of their followers. Yeah. But let's just say I'll get 10 bots. Mm. Yeah, it. it reaches no one. Cut. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm suffering from having so many followers based yeah. on the actions I took. We're probably not being educated. We're being fairly new at the time. And now, so going back to what Emma was saying, you, you're right. It's not about the followers now. It's about more about the engagement and who you're reaching the message to. And if you're getting them right people back. And I've got the opposite where I'm trying to get rid of these wasted accounts. 
because it's killing my engagement. Oh, bless you. But at least you've been honest about it, Nathan, because, you know, and I think that's what it is about, isn't it? You've gone through a totally different journey. You kind of thought, oh, this is what I need to do. And you're not educated about it. And it kind of goes back to it's gone into such a spiral this insta yeah. world now isn't it people don't know how to use it properly and and going back to what daniel said originally from a buyer's and a, in a consumer's perspective who do you trust what do you follow everybody's just following people based on numbers and yeah. it's driving me potty but i just hope you know we can kind of get it back and i think it's about your you know your own understanding of as long as we keep true to ourselves and we know what we're doing and we're helping at least one person a day make a difference, then that was my kind of grounding. Go back to your ethos, Em. Stop chasing this thing doesn't exist that you think exists out there. That's yeah, my yeah. honest opinion. I mean, I think it will eventually go back to that. People want to see real content and they want mm. true, real people. I think, I like to think with humanity, it will start going more towards that way in time. It's just gonna take a bit of time. Yeah. I mean, the other interesting thing, you know, I was lucky enough to go to um, an event last week, the Women's Sport Alliance event, and it was surrounded by women who've achieved amazing things in sport, Olympians, Paralympians. Wow. And if you look at most of them, they've only got a few thousand followers. Yeah. At, you know, but in terms of what they're achieving, at the top half of 1% in the world in their chosen discipline sport, and the reason why is they're not wasting time on social media. So, <laughs> you know, I've got to think about, you know, if somebody's got those massive numbers and they're posting all the time, is being paid to do it for them, mm -hmm. in which case it's not really authentic, or that's all they're doing, which means they can't really be doing all the stuff that they say they're doing. Um, you know, I haven't got a life. <laughs> <laughs> They can make their own choices and what's right for a doesn't necessarily be right for b but I do that from my experience some of the best coaches uh athletes physios don't necessarily have that kind of social media footprint that one would expect and now even within i can't remember the guy's name he won six medals at the wealth games of swimming uh, and i think he's got like twenty thousand followers but he's now the number one swimmer in the whole wide world. Wow. Yeah. We'd never be beaten in, in my lifetime. So again, I think this comes back to the thing that you've got to be about who you put on a pillar um, to guide you in your, your life and, you know, in your fitness journey. Well, like you said, it's funny. I think with um, social media, I always said that the word followers should be changed to watchers because you should choose to either watch someone or follow yeah. them. Like, cause we all here, like you said, if we're busy, if you're busy, you don't have time to follow someone. Like, <laughs> like it's like, I'm not going to wait for you to post. I'm not like, there's not, it's not that deep. That's why they created the, the bell like for YouTube because it's like, Oh, I can't wait to see a post. Like 99% of the people that will follow someone on every single year when Love Island comes on, they're not following them. They're watching them. Yeah. It's like, they're, they're, and it's like, it's a, it's the popularity. If they're in your head, you see an advert every single day. Oh, I might as well follow them because everybody else is following. It's like the yeah. psychology behind, I always say this all the time. I've got two Instagram accounts, oh, three Instagram accounts. Um, one of them is for my basketball account. One of them is a fitness app account. And one of them is me personally. If I send a DM from my Marvin basketball account 
I will get a minimum response based on the fact that it's new and it hasn't got a lot of followers. Mm -hmm. But when I send it from my Marvin Ambrosius account, I get an immediate response. Mm -hmm. And I'm the same person. So it yeah. just goes to show you the research of the other person that's there, they automatically just saw the following. They didn't see yeah. the person. And mm -hmm. you can miss out on such great opportunities, like you just mentioned with the swimmer. Um, I interviewed both Common Commonwealth Games winners for basketball who wow. both got gold medals on the weekend and they have less than 5,000 followers um, between some of them. And again, does it matter? No, they've got gold medals. Like yeah. I wouldn't trade, you're not going to trade a million followers for a gold medal because you can't buy that. It's not something yeah. that you can't get it. You could buy a million followers if you want to, oh. um, but you can't buy a gold medal that you achieved yeah. it and learned it yourself. Absolutely. And I think it's important that we, um, we just look at it from an extensive, I always tell my daughter and my son, like, never worry about who's following you. Worry about the people that you care about and the people that really care about you know you, you can phone me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm still old school like that. If you can't phone yeah. me, then we're at a distance. I'll yeah. give my number to people that I want to speak to. And if you can see me online, that's absolutely fine. But I like to talk to everybody that messages me. It's important that if someone reaches out to me, I am going to message you back, but that's just my nature because I want to make sure you're helped. And it doesn't always have to be a paid thing. It's really? like sometimes someone just asks a question and I just feel like, do you know what? I need to reach out to them. Um, before, before I go on this bit, um, there was a, I had a bit of a rant the other day. I got a bit upset. I'm not going to mention the names of the people, but uh, lately I've been getting loads of forced ads to my account from celebrities, um, not Chris Hemsworth. I'm not going to say him because I, I give him a pass on fitness. <laughs> but there's... Um, a lot of celebrities now joining the fitness wagon that are literally nothing to do with fitness. It's literally nothing to do with it. And their, their lives are getting the craziest amount of people joining. And I'm like, are you joining for the workout? Are you actually just joining to be on there because they might interact with you? So mm -hmm. I did a little bit of research. And most people want to go on there so they can type. So that person might say something back to them and they get a dopamine release. It's not actually the workout. It's the dopamine release for them to feel like, oh my God, they said my name. And you're just kind of like, like you said, what are we using the influence for? Like, mm. it's like, you gotta know, you gotta know, you gotta know your lane, you gotta stay in it. If people, look, if I'm doing a workout on a live, 99% of the people that run it are gonna do it. And the people that aren't doing yeah. it actually message me and say, Marv, I'm not doing it, but I'm watching you right now because I feel like and, I need to do it. Yeah. And they'll say it because that's <laughs> yeah. my audience. Yeah. And it's important that we look at it like that and just kind of just, brush it off like I said to you MG like it is what it is you've got a business model that people would die for mm. and you even if your account failed tomorrow and you didn't have an Instagram account your business is still running yeah same yeah. as mine same as Nathan's same as Daniel's our businesses will actually probably make the same amount of money it doesn't okay. change it's just that certain opportunities come certain opportunities don't but the most reliable thing is that um is the fact that all of you guys are authentic in what you do yeah I think you're right, Marv, do you know what? If we can bottle what you just said, yeah. it would be- We just did. I have, <laughs> I've just, literally, it's in there, it's in here. But you're absolutely right, you've got to stop. I, I had to learn, I can't use, Insta isn't part of my business. It's just a platform, it's just a bit of presence, you know, some, it's great fun sometimes, you know, the whole Insta lives when we were doing lockdown, I really found fun because I knew everybody that was coming, jumping on there. And it gave me awesome opportunities, hence meeting you guys. So, you know, that to me is what's happened in my world. And yeah, my business is still running. Um, 
and actually you know no money has come from insta for me so it's not a business tool um and i think that's that's the key thing the one other point that i going back to your original um thing and it just happened to me recently about training people online and all these new bodies that are coming on without experience i think one of the hardest things um training online is the risk of injury for those people because you're not with them mm -hmm. and you're not yeah. seeing them and yeah. um recently i've picked a, i ran like a little summer offer for my guys and i got a few new bods on board who i hadn't trained with before and you still have to do your parkies with these guys. You still have to have that call with them. You have, still have to know, oh, God, shit, they had a knee operation two years exactly. ago. Exactly. And I've had three people that have come to me recently that have been with another online person and have had horrific injuries based on oh. what they've been trying to do at home, in their living room, with a weights, with a something else. And you're like... That's the bit that concerns me that I think a lot of people may, might now be put off getting fitter, stronger, yeah. because they're only relying on the screen thing. And mm. the screen is just ticking a box for, for some people because they already know how to do it. Exactly. Um, so that's kind of my biggest rant at the moment is to say, you know, spot the technique. You know, I'm a nightmare with going technique is this and da 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 and we always have this chat is it knees toes forward toes out you know and everybody's keeps yeah. changing what we're doing but that's why we do what we do because we want to get results yes yeah i think look at what's happened with um with peloton and, and others i think you know when we were in lockdown they provided a service that wasn't available but what you can see has happened now is that people want this one-to-one personalized experience which you can't have a good these platforms are and they do play a role in the total kind of um fitness universe nothing replaces that one-to-one -one physical relationship with somebody mm. where by you know all of us look like the same height on it <laughs> yeah I, i'm really not yeah, <laughs> same age but there's probably yeah. you know i'm the oldest um by some margin i don't um, think you are daniel i think you're being very kind there i think i probably all right we won't get into a <laughs> yeah we don't need to go there <laughs> <laughs> on a screen we look very different in reality mm. um and also the other thing you know going back to our dna thing more often than not when you ask something to fit in the question inadvertently we always kind of smooth over the truth a little bit how tall are you you probably add an inch how much do you weigh? you probably take off five kilos um how old um how often do you exercise you probably add a day or two so all of a sudden if you're purely doing that from a line perspective you as a trainer on the back foot because you're not working with correct information and the client inadvertently has set you in a position where they can't achieve the goal they're looking for by giving you some information might not be 100% accurate. So, you know, I think everything, you no, know, all of these things have a, a role to play, mm. but I think they're a supporting role. The main mm. act should always be meeting that person and having that one-to-one, -one, even if you then move online afterwards. But I think that initial physical relationship is, is really key to success for, for everybody. Yeah. It is ultimately, it's down to engagement. I know Marv and I are very similar where you run your close book, um, closed um, 
Insta yeah. group, don't you? Which you, you even did before you were online, before yeah, all of yeah, us exactly, jumped yeah. online. You know, you build that relationship because the effort goes into those closed, that group that are actually with you. And I now spend a hell of a lot more time interacting with my close kind of Facebook group crew who are paying me a monthly subscription to be with me to work out. They're the ones that are messaging me about their aches and pains. They're the ones I jump on FaceTime calls with. You know, they're the ones that I'm putting the effort into because that's who needs it. You know, the Insta's just almost like the facade of this is what you can do. So of course you've got to use it as a sales tool and a marketing tool to promote what you're doing because ultimately you could get that business in but it's tough because like for you Daniel I just think you know the DNA thing for me was an utter game changer and I know that you've helped me massively and a couple of my clients have come to you personally and I think that is the other thing as well isn't it saying you know we the between all of us we're sticking to our ethoses and we're sticking to our guts and hopefully and it's certainly already paying dividends and I hope it will do in the future as well yeah yeah is there any final thoughts from us before we wrap it up? Is there anything that pops in your head before we go? Well, if it pops into my head, I want to do a proper live, not Insta live. Dan, I think you need to do a little biosynergy team workout that we can do. That's my kind. Now we I'm can get together it. and I reckon we've got like a showcase within us. What do you think? I think that's And yeah. we've got it on Instagram. We'll only send it to uh, our true lovers <laughs> <laughs> it's true no it's fact though you just got to get people real people coming in um yes. like daniel mentioned earlier actually like i actually did taught my first live class in person for the first time like a month and a half ago wow. and that was coming from somebody that you, before the pandemic i used to teach 14 a week yeah wow that was for years that was mm -hmm. just like i that's just something and honestly when i did it like you said, it was the best feeling ever. I just yeah. was like, oh my God. But but you know what's really crazy? What's messed up everything? It doesn't pay the same as online. It's, not, it's, it's, not it's, it's less money, like, and more time's lost. Going, yeah. going. So now it's a way of trying to find that balance between the two. But yes. uh, my, final thought, my final thought would be, um, anybody that is listening, anybody that has got involved is always be and if you don't feel like you are, be your authentic self mm -hmm. and don't watch what other people are doing. Always focus on who you're trying to be, not what anybody else is doing. Great life. Yeah. Happen. Make it happen. Make it happen. Great stuff. Obviously, if you listen to this later, because I will be sharing this on IGTV and you found this amazing, you want to leave some comments, we'll do our best to answer it. But it will be out tomorrow on my podcast and it'll be out on YouTube. But for now, I'll let you go. Get back to what you do best. See you later, team. Catch Thanks you soon, guys. So much. Take Love it easy. You. See ya. Bye.